know we are privileged and blessed to be in this beautiful time and in this beautiful vision of Agape, the tribe of Judah. You know, the tribe that connects and associates with him, the lion of the tribe of Judah. One of the things I was learning about lions uh, is that uh, there are some many things, of course, you can learn about lions. But I don't know if you have noticed that among the, all the animals in the whole world, of all the animals in the whole world, it is only the animal in the cat family. You know, the lion is, it is in the cat family. It is only the animals or in the lion family, only the animals in the lion family that nobody in the whole world eats, kills to eat from it. There is no way in any part of the world where you hear they, they kill animals in the lion world to eat, whether it's a cheetah or whether it's a cat. Nobody anywhere in the world do they eat them. All the other animals, they are eaten for food somewhere in the other parts of the world, including dogs. Think about that. So, it's just an important thing for you to think about that. God was reminding me, telling me about it. You know, that you, as children of Agape, we are privileged to belong to the vision, to this vision, where uh, we associate with him, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Yeshua Hamashiach himself, and we are called to belong to this beautiful tribe of Judah. When you know what the tribe of Judah stands for, you know even to this day, the so-called Jewish community, all the Jews, the Jews come from Judah. That's where the word Jew comes from. It comes from Judah. So no matter where they are, the people who are calling themselves the Jewish people, they are basically saying they belong to the tribe of Judah. Why? Because by the time Judah survived, there was a time when the country, the Israel, as we know, was divided between northern Israel and southern Israel. Northern Israel was called Israel, and southern Israel was called Judah. And the whole of the northern, the 11 tribes of Judah up of Israel, up the north, they disappeared. They went extinct. And only Judah remained. <coughs> and we are privileged to belong to Judah. <coughs> I want you to know this, that when you are in the vision of Agape, you are in an awesome vision. And before I share the word of God with you today, I just want something to show, just release. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just felt I should share with you some of these things on the side that God says to me. We are in the prayer convention time. This is a time for prayer convention. Like I've always taught the church, prayer convention is not a conference. <clears throat> it is not a get-together. It is a convention where we need to thank God in prayer appreciating God for the vision that he gave to us, remembering that the vision was given to me when I was on my daily, when I was in prayer, when I was praying. That's when I got the vision of the uh, dry fasting. I was doing dry fast. I was not eating or drinking for many days. <clears throat> and while I was on my daily in prayer, that's when the God of Israel, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob appeared to me in person, not in a dream, but in real. Well, that is typical of him, of him. When he calls the servant, when he calls someone, he appears to them in person. Hallelujah. And we shall share more tomorrow. So this is a time for everyone who is in the vision to be reflecting on how God gave us the vision. Wherever you are, whenever you are sharing with each other, with each other, with each other, prayer convention time 
is a time for you to share where the vision came from, how the vision came, who God gave the vision to. In case there are still some people who are still confused, who are running around following someone who is not even a visionary, who is not even get the vision. You would ask them, okay, in this prayer convention time, what are they doing? What is going on? What are they doing prayer convention time? They have to remember, to, to, to reflect and appreciate how God brought the vision. Who would he bring the vision to? And this person who God brought the vision to, where is he now? God is asking them who are not following their father. God is he's asking them, we were showing me yesterday. He's asking them according to Genesis chapter 4, when he asked Cain, where is your brother? He is asking them right now, where is your brother? Where is your father? You cannot say you can run the vision. You cannot say you can be in the vision of Agape and be celebrating prayer convention when you don't have the visionary. Where is your father? God is asking them. So at this time, we are going to meet. We meet wherever we are. In these COVID times, we meet online. We meet physically those who are able to do that. To pray, but it's a thanksgiving kind of prayer. Thanking God for the vision. Sharing with each other how, how the vision came about. Sharing with each other how I received the vision. This is the time for people who don't know to get to understand how the vision came. Hallelujah. This is a time also, or if you haven't then read the book, a time for people to go through the book, the two books in particular, Vision Dynamics and I Believe. The very small books, the whole month of June, make sure you go through the vision dynamics, go through it. If you have not read it through, this is your time to read it through. It's very straightforward. It's written um, in a very, in a very straightforward terms. Hallelujah! All, all both books are very written, are written in very clear terms that they are very easy to understand. So this is a time if you want to know the vision, go through the vision, read through the vision dynamics, read through the book I believe. That will help you to have a grasp of the vision as we saw it. Because the Bible says, write down the vision, make it plain. That he will run when you read. He will read my life. When you have read it, you run with understanding. Glory be to Yeshua Hamashiach. Jesus the Christ, preach the vision, preach him and him crucified, not to preach each other, but you taught us all, Father God, that in the region 
Bagabi, we do not preach against each other. We don't Bible bash each other. We don't Bible bash other people. Maruma of God, when people come to hear your word, you might think come to hear the word of God. Not give them a catarobal haria motura. How I pray, O Father, that people begin to apply the vision as it is, O Father. How I pray, O God, at this prayer convention time, that as your people pray, O God, let them have an understanding, Almighty Father, of the vision and the visionary and the vision giver, Almighty Father. Let them understand those basic concepts, O God. But when they run in the vision, they run with understanding, O God. Arrive at the place where things happen, oh my father. That you, my God, my father, you begin to speak to them. I pray, oh God, for all that are hearing me this prayer convention. As you are taking us to another level, oh God, I pray, Almighty oh Father, that you be as real to your people as you are to me, Almighty oh Father. And I pray that this prayer convention time let it be unique in the sense that you shall demonstrate your power, you shall reveal yourself to your people, you shall show yourself to them in one way or another. Even as you have been appearing to me in the form of the bird, Almighty oh Father God, you have been knocking on the window, coming in, oh Father God. speaking to me directly. How I thank you and I bless you, and I pray, oh Father God, as you are so real to me, be as real to your people as you are to me, especially this prayer convention time, so that going forward, Almighty Father, we run with a vision, with understanding. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. Father God, I thank you as I bless your people, Almighty Father, that even in such a time as this, oh God, while others pray on each other, while others are busy, destroying each other. Lord, I pray that our your people in Agape, the real Agape, will not have such a mentality, Almighty Father. We have the time to pray, P-R-A-Y, not to pray, P-R-E-Y, not to pray on other people, not to pray on other individuals, not to pray, not to work hard on trying to destroy other people, Almighty Father, for our mission is to build and to build to the glory of God the Father. Thank you, Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, as I commit this moment this day, this time, and this hour into your hands, O oh Father God. You are real. You are a real God. The God of Israel, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, through your one and only begotten Son, even our Lord and our Savior, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. His only name, Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and our Savior, enablement of the Holy Ghost, the Ruach HaKodesh, is with us right now, in this moment, in this day, for that day when you left Almighty Father, Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, the Son of God, you said you are not going to leave us as often. You left the Holy Ghost right here on earth, on earth with us. Ruach HaKodesh to guide us, as he guides us on this day. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, I pray. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I want to thank God for you all as we are going to share the word of God today. Uh, just on the side, uh, uh, God speaks to me so many times and I write so many things that every day I receive something from God. Like, 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 just some basic things, some, some just random things sometimes. I just get like, I just shared with you earlier on just the issue about the, 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 the lion family, that uh, the lion species is the only species that Nobody in the whole world, there's not a single tribe, no matter whether they are whatever nationality, or whether they are Pasoto or whatever, Africa or Europe or anywhere, Chinese, Yokozuna, whatever. No one eats that as meat. 
no one kills them for meat. It's something you can ponder about and think about. But let's put that aside. We are in this vision called Agape. They are, the Agape is time in this prayer convention time. As you are meeting to pray, as you pray, pray that God will give you an understanding of the vision. Pray that you yourself as an individual, you have an understanding. Because people come to the church with little understanding of the vision. But thank God that this, of all the visions that I have known, it is only in Agape, and I can, I can be corrected if I am mistaken, where the vision has been written down so explicitly. There are many people who go to the churches, but they talk about the vision of their church, but it's not written down anywhere. And it's not written down in any specific way. Even the servant of God in that church may have written some books, they may have written many, many books, but it's very little about the vision itself. So in Agape, we have, we are blessed. Hallelujah. Agape means unconditional love. The unconditional love of God. According to John, where Yeshua Hamashiach himself said, I write this commandment to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. I'm going to the extent of sharing with you what that means in detail. That you need to consider what agape means. I know it's a challenge, ladies and gentlemen. Agape, the real agape, Unless, I have said to you in the epistles, that unless you have understood the agape, you cannot understand agape. Unless we can put into practice, apply, application, the agape, we cannot understand and we cannot be in agape. We can be in agape in name only, but this is the time as we move forward, that the team that God has given to me as I'm in the cave, that we are able to apply the real agape. That we cannot say we love agape. We cannot say we are in agape. When you are hating someone, when you are trying to destroy someone. That's the question God is asking the other people who are on the other side. I'm not digging them. I'm just saying it's a question God is asking them. That How do you say you are in agape yet you, you, you are not dealing properly with the vision? You said I gave the vision to you call yourself agape. Where is your brother? Where is your father? You are busy trying to kill your own brother. You are busy trying to destroy your own brother. Yet, he asked the question to Cain. Where is your brother? No murderers in the church. Agape, our mission is not to destroy another person. Yet, the other side, they are busy trying to do that. But God is asking the question, where is your father? Where is your brother? You can ask yourself that. We need to learn to love one another as we have been loved by God. That is central as you are in the vision. That you love one another. I don't need to even quote that scripture to you. I believe that anyone who is in the vision of Agape now should now have a clear understanding of where that scripture is. I just mentioned, I gave you a hint that is in the book of John, but you don't even need that hint by now. Hallelujah. Glory be to Yeshua Hamashiach. You know, as I was thinking about reflecting on this, before I go into the word of God today, we are prayer time. This is a time of prayer, okay, reflective prayer. Uh, God was telling me this thing that says one way or another, you know, it was, it's amazing how God just speaks to me about the basic and random things. Some of the things I've shared with you already. Just yesterday, you know, as I was reflecting on the vision of Agape and how many people try and struggle to actually put it in practice. And uh, in the same way you began to speak to me about Agape in your mouth. When I was meditating, meditating on this Agape thing and God said to me, you know, you don't have to look very far to see how you can apply agape. Look at your mouth. Just look at your mouth. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? And I shared with you, it's in the books, it's in my teachings everywhere. 
And the Lord said, you know, look at the teeth and the tongue and everything. You know, the Agape story, the Agape in your mouth story, I don't know if you repeat it, you know it. That they fight, they don't fight, but they, they damage each other a lot. They believing that happens in there because the brothers can cause the sisters to preach, but they still love one another after that. You know, and the Lord said, that's the practical application. He says, yeah, hard. I can tell you it's not easy. It's not easy to love someone who you know is continuing, especially if someone continues to hate and hate other people. And I pray and I say to those people who may continually hate other people, please let the Spirit of God speak to you so that you don't you stop the habit of continuing to, to do things that hate others, please. Let's not continue to do things that hate others and say, ah, people will, will understand this is agape. No, that's not good. We need to be agape enough to know that we don't do things that hate others. If we have done something that hate others, apologize and then move on and don't continue to do the same thing. If you love God, God loves you. We all move on. We all make mistakes. Every human being makes mistakes. But once you have made a mistake and someone says, you know what, what you, see, what you did here, what you said here, it hurt me. Don't just say, ah, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't think it's that important. I don't think it's that big. Apologize and make sure you don't continue to hate someone. That's the way Agape should be. Hallelujah. And I told you that when someone is apologizing, whether someone apologizes you or not, it doesn't matter according to the vision. You know, you want someone to hurt you, it's easiest and the best way to quickly do is to quickly forgive the person. Hallelujah. Because Yeshua Hamashiach taught us to forgive. He didn't say we should pray about forgiveness. You hear someone saying, ah, someone hurt me so much, I'm praying about this, I'm praying about forgiving. And we don't need to pray about it. Jesus never taught us to pray about forgiveness. Say, just forgive. Forgive one another. You don't pray about forgiveness. If you hear someone saying, I'm praying to forgive someone, they are, they are being un very, very unbiblical. <clears throat> so I say, be, forgive others as quickly as you are able to. But those who are also, if you have known that you've hurt some people, please, for the sake of the church of God, be agape enough to not continuously hate others. Be agape enough to not continue to do things that you know are hurting to others. Are you hearing me, my beloved children? So that we can all enjoy agape the way we should enjoy it. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord are saying to me, one way or another, we all do things that we don't want others to know about or to see. Things that smell and things that do not necessarily smell. But, you know, but they release uh, some debt in a way that we don't want others to see or know about. This is human thing in general. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, what happens? You know, I remember I teach you. God teaching me this and I shared this with the church. That whatever happens in the physical is a mirror or a reflection of what happens in the spiritual. I've shared that with you. So God began to answer that question to me about this situation. And he began to answer a situation to me about, you know, what people do on a, on a daily basis. You know, and he said to me, every human being wants or needs privacy when they use the toilet. Particularly to do the big one. And when they take shower, or when they take a bath, people want privacy. You don't want to be around people, and you don't want people to be around you when you use the bathroom for that for that purpose. Why? <laughs> you don't want people to see what you are doing. You don't want people to smell what you are smelling while you are there. That's why you shut the door and you go in there yourself. 
No one ever says, I'm going to do the pool. Can you come with me? <laughs> Everyone goes there and shuts the door and is private. Why? Because you know what you are going to release there doesn't really even... <laughs> you, you don't want people to see what you are doing. You don't want people to watch you. You, you just go in there. It's private. Even if you are taking a shower, what you are releasing may not smell, but you don't want people to watch you because out of you is going to come out of debt, some debt that you're going to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze, and you see it going round and round in that little hole and it disappearing. But no one ever says, I'm having a shower now, let's go together. Because what you are releasing is a debt that's coming out of you. You may not see, you may not, it may not smell, but it is still debt. When you are in the toilet doing stuff that you are doing, you don't want people to see you. Because in that case, what you are doing is not in your way. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and the Lord saying, that's the same thing. When you, when, when, when you go there, you don't want, it's just there's so many things that people do. And they don't want to know. When you're having a shower, like I say, or a bath, you want to wash away your debt in private. Hallelujah. For all, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every human being needs privacy, whether in that room. People only hang out. Even another example God gave me. He said, look at the, the laundry. People only hang out their clothes when they are, when they are washed. When they are now clean, now it's okay for others to see them. You are happy to put them on display. Tachenaka, they are now clean. No one ever puts out clothes to hang on the line when they are dirty. But we didn't see you washing them. That's what God does to us, ladies and gentlemen. He cleanses us in private when we are dirty. And the only ones to put us on public display when we are now washed away. Hallelujah. Only the enemy wants to expose you and your death. Only the enemy wants to expose you and your death. Not God. I want you to know this. God is saying he is not interested. He is not. He, for your information, when your death is exposed and everything, that does not glorify God. It glorifies the enemy. That's the reason why the enemy wants to do that. It's something that brings glory to him. Not to God. So that's why when you go in there, you are doing it in private. So you know, I've said it before, that when you go in the bathroom and you do the number two, it smells. You know, the funny thing is, some of you may have noticed, do you know that when you are in there, what you are doing, it really smells. But to you, it doesn't smell. You can be there and even be on the phone. I hear people being on the phone and they are sitting on the chamber. You can even be there and even eating a tomato or a potato or something like that. You are eating something while you are in there. But let another person come in. They, will let, oh, they want to run away. So in a way, the same way, that sometimes the things you do, you may they smell, but they may not smell to you. Because Rakwa didn't know it. So when you hear someone saying, please, I've been hurt by what you say. I've been hurt by what you did. Don't ever say it's nothing. Don't 
don't ever say, ah, you just worry about small things. Be adapted enough. The moment someone says, I've been hurt, I'm troubled by what you said or did. Remember, it may not smell to you, but it smells to the other. So be quick to be adapted enough to say, you know what, I do realize, I'm sorry. Next time you go in that room, shut the door. And when you're finished, they have come up with these things now, these days, air fresheners. That's the reason why you put the air freshener. You, here's the funny thing, as I've said before, no one puts the air freshener when they, the moment they go into the bathroom. For those who use air fresheners. You only do it after you're finished. In other words, you sit in there for two minutes or five minutes or whatever time you were. You were releasing something that smells but was flushed away. That's a good thing. God says, he, that example is the smell that you have done. He releases it. He flushes it out. You don't see it again. So whatever sin and wrong thing you have done, Bible says, he throws it away into the sea of forgetfulness. They take everything is biblical. Everything, even the system, is from the Bible. It's biblical. That's what happens. You, it is flushed away in such a way that even you will never see it again. Hallelujah, somebody. Even you will not see it again. So that even the other people should not see it again, should not talk about it again. But as I said, some people end up using the, 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 this small spray. Why? So that what you have done may not smell to you. But you want to make sure that it will not be a horrible smell to others. So sometimes it makes sense if you have done something. Just pray. Put it, give us, give somebody a bit of air freshener, somebody. It's a nice to say, I'm sorry. That's air freshener. And mean what you say when you say, I'm sorry. Apologize. And mean what you say when you apologize. That's air freshener. So that they can begin to have a free and a better atmosphere. Hallelujah, somebody. That's agape in practice. May God bless you as you apply this. As you remember the application, the practical application of the agape. That you know yourself that you also sin. When you talk about someone's poor, you forget that you also poor. When you talk about how someone else's poor smells, you forget that yours also smells. But like I say, it doesn't smell to you what you have done. It's only the other person's poo that smells, not yours. And so you want to talk about the Yet God is saying, while you were in that room, I saw what you did. But I flushed it away. I made you to, to, make, to make it disappear. It is gone. It's not with you anymore. It's not even on you anymore. You have wiped it off. You have cleaned it out. It's gone. In the same way, God, in the same way you clean yourself, you wipe away, things disappear in private when you are there. God was saying to me, that's the same thing to his children, to everyone. He loves us. He loves everyone. So he doesn't want you to go around now exposing someone else's death because, as I said, he doesn't glorify God when people do that. When people expose and scatter around other people's nakedness. That's the story of the person who, you know the story of the son who exposed his father's nakedness. 
That's the reason why the person got cursed. And many are because God does not is not glorified by people who do that. He wants us to share the good news of the kingdom. That's why the word of God is called the good news of the kingdom. Something that glorifies God. May God bless you that anytime you go in the bathroom again, you remember that what you do in private is the same that God does to you. He cleanses away your sin. He cleanses away your weakness, your failures. And in private. And everybody wants their issues to be in private. Let's apply the agape, ladies and gentlemen. This particular prayer convention, as you pray, as you read the books, Vision Dynamics, and I believe in particular, I recommend to the church that read those, go through them. They're very small books. Give yourself a target when you read. And then I'm also recommending that as the Lord was telling me that going into July, after June, after you've read Vision Dynamics, and I believe, make sure you've gone through them, come through them in detail. Then if you are able to, in the month of July, into to leading to August, those who have the book, read the book, The Pillars of the Vision. I know that people in Zimbabwe and other places in Africa, they haven't got this new book yet. But your God was speaking to me last year and continued to press on me to finish that book. And that book is huge, it's amazing. So give yourself a target. I know it's a big book, but for you to finish a book like that, you have to have a target to say, I'm going to read this book and I'll read so many pages per day. And make sure you honor your own target. And God will bless you as you go through it. But hopefully by the end, by the time we meet at the prayer, at the family conference, you'll have gone through the vision dynamics, the I believe, and the pillars of the vision. For those who don't have the pillars of the vision, you can read the threshing floor book during that time, until such a time as you have a copy of the pillars book. Hallelujah, somebody. I had to get these out of the way. I was just receiving them as I shared with you now. For the sake of the church, we are now, as I said, we are at a time when you are praying. We are at a time when you are praying. God has given me a word that we are going to share today from the book of Genesis chapter 3. And may we go through the chapter right now. The book of Genesis chapter 3. While we are praying, we are saying in Agape, we want to love one another. The, the, the theme for this moment is saying, uh, while uh, others pray in Agape, we pray. While others pray in Agape, we pray. What does that mean? It means that while others may be destroying each other, because some people, they think for them to be established in the position they put themselves in, they need to try and destroy someone else. We don't succumb, we don't subscribe to such kind of preaching in Agape. We don't, God has never allowed people in Agape to waste the pulpit, to be on the pulpit and be talking about another person. It's called Bible bashing. We don't be on the pulpit to destroy or to murder someone. The Bible calls it, in the book of First John, it calls it murder. It says there are no murder, murderers. If you don't love your brother, your sister, or whatever, and you, all you are doing is preaching up against that person, you are trying to destroy the person, you are murdering the person, the Bible calls you a murderer. No different from Cain. But yet, many churches, they do that. 
Church leaders, they stand and they are busy denouncing each other, they are busy destroying the other servants of God. They think that their their position can be established by destroying another person. People who are not sure of their calling, that's what they do. They think they can be sure of their calling by trying to destroy the person who they think is a threat to them. I have no one who is a threat to me because when God calls me, I I, I, don't, I don't need to see anyone as an enemy or as a threat because the vision God gave to me, he gave it to me. It's straightforward. And if God gives you another vision somewhere, you are free to run with the vision. I have no need to fight you. Just run with your own vision as God gave it to you. Servants of God are all over the world running with the different vision that God gave them. God never gives the same vision to the to two people at the same time. He never duplicates a vision. He doesn't do that. He's not the author of confusion. All the servants of God that are here in the world, God has given them different separate visions. And if you look at the church in general, what God calls the church, the reason why he gives each score, his servant, a different vision is that when he now puts all these different visions together, they complete his vision for the church, his own church. That's why I say to you, you need to understand that there is no way God can call two visionaries <laughs> at the same time for the same vision. It's out of check with the scripture for anyone to think like that. So, while we are praying, the Lord gave me a message that we need to pray according to Genesis chapter 3. It's a prayer convention. Prayer convention is a time to pray, and I believe that you guys have met to pray. Uh, can I have a reader a reading from Genesis chapter 1, uh, sorry, chapter 3? We're just mm-hmm. going to read 10 verses from verse 1 to 10. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said he shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and it was and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. Once again, let's pray. 
rulesha makari pokokoto tsukunema kari akudede yeshua hamashi yakumtekwede takeover na even as our tribe by your grace and mercy to summarize this message of my father in the next hour I help your people oh my father to have enough data of father god hold on for at least one hour again that i may share with them oh my father in summary for your word is so full that we can never finish it even this 10 verses we have read we could share with them we could share we could share on them through revelation for the next 10 years so you can never finish your word oh father but i pray that that which you want you would understand you will make them understand give them understanding almighty god Give them understanding of my father. Give us all understanding, even as I share with them, oh God. Let me also even receive further understanding of your word, oh my father. As I commit this time in your hands, Lord Yeshua Hamashiach, in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, I pray. Hakodesh be my helper as I go on the stage again. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to share this prayer convention time. It's time to pray. To just give you a little guidance on the way you are praying. To give you a little guidance. You may already have seen the little guidance from the theme of the prayer convention this year. That we, while others pray, P-R-E-Y, we in Agape, we must pray. I've already hinted on that, that it is not part and parcel of the vision of Agape. To, for people to go on the pulpit and be on the way to, day by day, texting, teaching, talking about trying to destroy one person, another person. It is not our mantra. It is not part of us. It is not agape. It is not of God. God does not want Cain to kill Abel. God does not want any brother to destroy another brother or any sister to destroy another sister for whatever reason. Hallelujah. It is not of God. For us to be praying on each other instead of praying. It is not for God, of God, for the church of God, for anyone in the church of God to be praying, P-R-E-Y-A-I-N-G. That is like an animal, like you hunting others like an animal. You are a person who is trying, going around day by day, trying to destroy another person. For what? It's called praying. Uh, animals, hunters, they prey on others. Pray, P-R-E-Y. They want to destroy the other. We don't do that in Agape. So while others may do that kind of gospel, we in Agape at this time, we have to be knowing that this vision was based on prayer. And I received the vision while I was praying. And so we need to pray with knowledge, with understanding. We need to know when you use the word rebuke, we need to rebuke the enemy. When the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach was speaking to the devil, when the enemy, the enemy, I'm going to speak about that. The enemy is speaking. And he spoke to Adam. He spoke to Eve. He's been speaking. He came and spoke to Jesus the Christ. But we learn from his response that Jesus the Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, he said, I rebuke you. When you read in the book of Matthew chapter 3, when he, the Bible says, and he came to tempt him before, before, the, before, the, before the, the, the baptism in Matthew chapter 3. He was tempted. And after, he was tempted. The enemy went to tempt him and was speaking to him, telling him this, that, and the other thing. But you re, in that response, you hear that the scripture tells us that he said to him, I rebuke you. 
there was a time when I've shared you before that even when he was talking to his disciples, through the to, the enemy entered Peter, and Peter said something, and the Lord, you are sure how much he had knew that it was not Peter speaking, <laughs> and he did not rebuke Peter; he rebuked the devil because he speaks. So the Lord was saying to me that as you pray. The church of God, my church must learn how to pray. They must learn to rebuke the enemy who speaks. Because he tries to copy God. He knows God speaks things into being. If you read from the book of Genesis chapter 1, and it's good to hear you, my, the voice of my son. I love you so much, my son, as you read the Bible. Hallelujah. I call him choice, Robert. And I love you so much, my son. Blessed are you, such a son you are. Shalom, shalom. You find from the book of Genesis, even chapter 1, the Lord was doing nothing else but speaking from Genesis chapter 1. He was speaking the world into being. And the enemy copies the God. He knows that the way to create things is to speak them. You know that according to scripture, your word is creative. What you say out of your mouth, your tongue creates is creative. Your, what you say, be very careful what you say. When you speak, I've told you before that you do not know someone until they open their mouth to speak. That's why when you don't know someone very well, when they come to the church for the first time, we, we say to the person, give them a platform, let them share, let them share a testimony. What comes out of their mouth will tell us what kind of a person they are. When they speak, you will not know a person until they open their mouth to speak. And you need to be careful what someone is speaking when they are speaking to you. Because they are speaking words that is formative. What they say to you is very important, so be careful. Don't just receive everything that people can say to you. Especially if someone is saying negative things to you, don't receive it. Rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. You don't have to rebuke the person in front of you. What if someone is speaking to you, in, especially if someone you respect or whatever, if they are talking to you in nonsense, talking to you about you, about your vision, about your father, about your church, about anything, rebuke it. You need to rebuke because the enemy is speaking. He has spoken and they cannot speak. Why? Because he learns from God. He copies God. He knows that God puts things into being by speaking. He said, let there be light, and the light was there. He was speaking. Let us now make men in our image. He was speaking. We are here today because he said, let us make men in our image. And so, the enemy then copies that now. Watch then what happens when you get to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 1, it was God speaking. Chapter 2, it was God speaking. And then the enemy was listening. You know, like, okay, this is how I create things. This is how I make things into being. So we then get to chapter 3. What is happening now in Genesis chapter 3? It's not God speaking now. It's now the enemy speaking. So the word today is rebuking and silencing the speaking serpent. Rebuking and silencing the speaking serpent. Now, the Bible says the serpent was more subtle. If you go through verse by verse for the sake of time, 
was more subtle than any other beast that in the field which the Lord had made, which makes you to understand for your own information. You I'll give you some revelation today, some of them I've shared it before. But for your own information, the serpent that you know today, it was not that is not the original form it was in. The snake that you know today is not that little thing, long, long thing. The different versions of snakes. I wanted to know, according to scripture, it was originally a huge beast, bigger than a cattle, cattle and cows. It was standing up like an elephant. But the Bible says it was more subtle than any other beast. You could not describe a mosquito as a beast. You could not describe a lizard as a beast. Beasts are animals that are big in character and nature. They are the ones which are called beasts of burden. That's why beasts, sorry, that's why even a donkey is called a beast of burden. You wouldn't call a goat a beast because it's not, it's not, it does not have that size. Are you with me, church? So it shows us that when, when the serpent was in those days, it was someone, huge animal. It was among the beasts of the field. It was maybe the, around the same size as an elephant in the rhinoceros. And the Bible says, listen, the serpent was more subtle. Then this, before he even finished this one, he says, and he said, listen, it's time to copy God. God said, the Bible says, Genesis 1 says, and God said, and God said, and God said. Now what happens in chapter 3? And the enemy said unto the woman. And you see, he's using the word say, say. He says, as God said. In other words, he's using word against word. As God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree of, of the tree of the garden. He knew exactly what God said. What he's doing is trying to counteract that. What he's doing, if I were to go in deeper, this is the enemy, that's how he tried to destroy a vision. Because God had given the vision of life, hallelujah somebody, to his servant Adam. And the enemy now comes through somebody else to try and destroy the vision. As God said, you shall not eat of the tree of the garden, that's exactly what God, and he knew that. And the woman said unto the serpent, verse 2, We may eat of the tree, of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, You shall not eat it, neither shall we touch it, lest you die. She just regurgitating what her husband must have told her. Because she was not there when the husband received the vision. Hallelujah. This is the way which is symptomatic of vision. When God speaks to his visionaries, the rest of the world is not there. It is up to the visionary to go and share the vision with the world. So obviously Adam must have shared the vision with his wife. So the wife now is showing that she understands the vision. She knows the vision. Let me put it this way. She knew the vision. She had heard the vision, but she did not understand it. Number one, number two, it is amazing. It is amazing if you look at the detail here that how could she dare have the capacity and the grasp? Kushinga kutawara na satan. Kuitanyaya na satan. They have a conversation with the 
serpent. And the serpent said, verse 4, ah, serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. You see what's happening now? The serpent is contradicting the vision. What God said in the vision that he gave to his servant Adam, the serpent comes to directly contradict it. Using a formative something, because the serpent knew, is using his tongue, is using his tongue to form words that he can put into the woman so that they can become creative against the vision. And then he says, that's why for God you know that in the day you shall bear for it, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. He's, he's twisting the vision. But using words, Mashok is speaking. And when the woman saw, you see now, you see, from, from the enemy speaking, um, that's why I told you that the words were formative, because the enemy was just speaking. And you see what then happens, the reaction that comes from the woman. She's now acting on the basis of what has been said. Then the woman begins to see something she had not seen before. The Bible says in verse 5, verse 6, the woman saw that the tree was good for good or for food. God never said it was good for food, just said don't eat it. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. God never said that it wasn't pleasant to the eyes. He just said don't touch it, don't eat it. But the enemy, because of what he planted through what he said, he planted something in the mind and the eyes of the woman. And she began to see something. That was pleasant in the eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the tree thereof and did it. And then what happened? She spoiled the vision by then going unto the visionary and led her to him to eat as well. Where did this come from? It came from words. Something was said. Let me say what I said again in case you missed me. So I was teaching you that according to scripture, that the enemy knows what to do, knows the power of words. So I was saying that you need to know that every one of you that was made by God, God made you for a purpose. God made you with a vision, your own personal one, which you must achieve. So whenever you hear someone speaking against your own purpose, speaking against your plans, don't entertain them. Because when you entertain them, you are allowing them to put something within your spirit that will cause you to divert from your attention, from your purpose. Because verse 6 tells us that after the, the enemy spoke these words, the woman saw things and began to put other visions and other ideas in her mind and her head which were not there before. Someone spoke things. And as things were said, the vision was changed. As things were said, someone began to see things differently. Why? Because she entertained having a conversation with the enemy. So I'm saying to you, the enemy is still speaking. The message today is saying rebuking and silencing the speaking serpent. I want you to know Larry Karihana. As the messenger to the church of God, the Lord has sent me to teach the church, to let the church know an open secret that the serpent is still speaking. The serpent started speaking in the garden 
on that day in chapter 3. And to this day, he is still speaking. Why does he speak? Because he knows that words are formative. He knows that what he says to people, when people miss out on their vision, when people miss out on their blessings, because somebody spoke something. That's why the social media is thriving today. It's thriving because the enemy is speaking there. He knows the power of the word, the written word and spoken word. He knows that it is, he uses the word, his spoken, something said, to contradict the vision, to go up to the people of God, to confuse the people of God. So the enemy who is speaking, the Lord said to me, the church must learn to rebuke and to silence the speaking serpent. Somebody shout hallelujah. And now the Bible says in verse 7, And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they saw the fig leaves together, and made themselves upright. Now see what is going on? They didn't have these things before. They already now have another new vision of how they should dress up. Where did that come from? It came from the serpent speaking something. And they began to create something else. And the God is watching all this happening. And, and now the Bible says in verse 8, they heard the voice of the Lord. Now this is a very funny situation. When you hear the voice of God walking, that doesn't say the God was singing or speaking. But it's funny. The Bible says they heard Kulzwa is How does that happen? As long God they didn't say Kunzwa is Ramarachimba. He was just walking. But they heard a voice. It had to happen miraculously that God was just walking in the garden, but he caused them to hear something. Why? It was being said. He had to come up with a voice, something that could contradict and neutralize what the enemy had said. In the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from his presence in the Lord of the Lord among the trees of the garden. I want you to know that from since that day in chapter 3, that's why a lot of people, when they do their little things, they go to the garden, they go into the bushes. To this day, chapter 3. It started in chapter 3. That's why you find when people are dating, when people are going out, they say, they usually go out to the parks, they go to the gardens, they go to the trees. They want to go to the trees. It started here. They go there. They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Hallelujah. When people are dating, as you know, everyone just feels like they want to go to the garden. They want to go somewhere where there's a tree. Akumani waskara, anotambira kumakwenziuku, mjingame gomewe, waona mjingare gomewe. Ayo mjingare gomewe, no kune makwenzi, yaka wanda, kune miti, kune matri, there's so many trees there. So when people, to this day, it started in chapter 3, that when people are doing sinful things, they run away, they go into the bushes. Since I heard that voice, I, I was afraid. Now God says to me, to, He goes unto Adam and says unto him, Where art thou? He's now using the word. Why is he asking that question? I can preach on that another day. 
But like I said before, it's not a geographical question because God could see where he was. When God asked that question, where are you, Adam? Do you think he could not see where he was? Obviously, he could see where he was. Like I've shared this before, I've said to people, you adults, you know, if you find a child stealing sugar in their house, you find the husband or sorry, the father, the adult to ask the child, what are you doing? Don't you do that? Or you can see what he's doing. I say this in Shona for the sake of Mabuku. That's exactly what happened. When God asked, Where are you? He could see where Adam was. In other words, he was saying to him, You have listened. You have listened to the words of someone. And as you listen to these words, somebody was speaking to you. Somebody spoke to your wife. And your wife came and spoke to you, much of words. And this spoken word has now caused you to change the vision. And you have now moved your spiritual postcode. I gave you a spiritual house to be in and a vision to follow. But because you listened to some other words, you are now in another postcode. You are now on another address. It's like, you now have got another father. When God is asking you, where are you? You could see that him and his wife, <laughs> they've done some strange things. They've sown some leaves of the tree and they are enjoying themselves out there in the garden. And he responds. But we say, we'll just stop at verse 10. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I hid myself. I want you to know that to this day, when man sins, human beings sin, they always want to hide from God. It started in chapter 3. Everyone wants to hide. But you can never hide from God. No matter where you can go, you can go under the sea, you can go in the drum, you can go anywhere you like. You know someone who tried to do that, he was eaten by the, by the fish. Some of you know the story of Jonah. Even while he was in the belly of the fish, of the big fish, the Bible says even God could speak to him while he was there. How you cannot hide from God. You cannot hide from God. Hallelujah. So but the Bible says Adam and Eve, they tried to hide. <laughs> they even said it themselves. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Yes. Let me tell you what he says. Verse 10 says, And he said, that's Adam responding to God. I heard thy voice in the garden. Do you hear God speak in the garden? No, the Bible tells us he was just walking. Ah, la, 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 la. I walk one day, you get this, you get this. <laughs> Go back <laughs> to verse 8. Verse 8 says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. Maybe God has got a, a mouth in his feet as well. <laughs> but he was just walking. But they heard his voice. That's amazing. That's a revelation. I want to be that. Because then says in verse 10, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid. Why? Because I was naked and I hid myself. Touch your neighbor and say, don't hide anymore. Because the Bible says, Adam and Eve, they hid themselves in the bushes. Learn the silence speaking seven. You then see from if you read the if you continue to read 
if you have time. Okay, the rest of chapter three, I was trying just doing it for summer. I want to read the rest of chapter three on your own. You find that the Bible now continues to say, and the Lord say, you find you find that in, in verse there's now discussion. The men say, the woman say, the Lord say. And you find a lot of the things that the people say were contradictory to what God was saying. So God had to continue to rebuild the vision that he had put in his land. Verse 13 said, and the Lord said unto the woman, What is this that thou have done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did it. Hallelujah. And verse 14, and so the Lord said unto the woman, unto the serpent. So there's a lot of speaking now to undo what has been done. You have to speak. Hallelujah. To undo what has been done is the way permanent preoccupation. Verse 16, unto the woman, he said. And verse 17, and unto Adam, he said. In other words, God is to come back again with his word, with the spoken word. Rurimi runesimba. The power of the tongue. Hallelujah. As he was speaking now in verse 17, he then goes on to verse 18, he's describing what's going to happen. But watch what happened to what he said to the serpent. In verse 14, because thou hast done this, Thou art cast above all. Listen to this. Okay, my son, you are there. I let me not read this. My son calling. Can you read verse 14? And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thy go, and dust shalt thy eat all the days of thy life. Verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. I want you to know, readily and gentlemen, having said this before, I'll say it again in this hashtag, the, the, the new agape, the real agape. Verse 15 tells you, confirm verse 1 of verse chapter 3. When I say to you, the, 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 the animal that you call a snake today, the way you know it, is not the way it was at the beginning. I gave this from Revelation. Because chapter 1 tells you it was a beast. Now chapter 14 says, it is now part of the judgment that God gave to this huge animal. It used to be a huge animal, a huge beast. And then the Lord, God said unto the serpent, that's in verse 14, because thou hast done this, Thou art cursed above all what? Above all cattle. Because cattle are at the level of beast. You know, when people have a cow, they kill an animal. They say they, they killed one beast for celebration. A cat, cow, then all the animals at that age, sorry, at that size, are called beasts. So you have to talk to the animal called serpent at that time, which was in the size of a beast at that time. And he says, because you've done this, you are now cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Then he says, the judgment is now this. Upon thy belly shalt thou go. And then you can see the big, the big beast going. And it became something small, something long on the ground. And then he says, in that shalt thou eat all the days. Of thy life. What does that mean? What does that 
I say you. It tells me that it means this beast was not eating dust before. It was eating something else. Maybe it was eating trees. Maybe it was like a giraffe. Verse 14 and 15 are pronouncing the judgment. So I want you to know from Revelation that the beast that you know, the snake that you know today, the serpent that you know today, it was not like that in the garden. It was a huge, huge animal. The way it is today, the shape it is in today, is part of the punishment it received. But while it is still in that form, the serpent has continued to speak. And so the message of the church is very straightforward. That is sent me. That the Lord is saying, it's now time as you pray. Pray with wisdom and understanding. You need to silence the speaking serpent. Because the serpent started speaking in that story. The serpent started speaking in chapter 3. And to this day, he is speaking. And the church of God must thrive by silencing and rebuking the speaking serpents. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. Hear me, house of Judah. Whenever you hear something that goes against your own purpose, Whenever you hear something that contradicts your own vision, whenever you hear something that is negative about you or your life or your wife or your children or your family or your vision or your church, don't just keep silent. Open your mouth and you begin to rebuke it. For those who are married, if you hear someone speaking something about your wife or your husband, don't just say, ah, don't just say, I'm speaking to Zimbabwe now. I'm speaking to the church there. What seems worse? I can't tell that's not the way it is. Now, if the enemy speaks against you, against your health, for example, he says something. You know, the enemy can even use doctors and nurses. The enemy can come to you and say, we think you've got cancer. You say, they say, we think. We think. You don't just say, ah, okay, doctor, ah, okay, doctor, no. You begin to say in your spirit, man. But you know, I rebuke it and I cannot receive this. I shall not have cancer. I shall not die. But I shall live and declare the works of the Lord. Speak against the enemy. The serpent is speaking. It's you, the church of God. You have to silence and rebuke the speaking serpent. The serpent started speaking in Genesis chapter 3. Ladies and gentlemen, the message to the church is very simple and straightforward. The serpent is still speaking to this day. The serpent is using the social media particularly to destroy the people of God, to destroy the church of God. And it sounds fashionable. To make the same fashion. English no shame is a Facebook. English no shame is That's why I like one of my sons who was being talked 
someone is our child to speak something into the person about their father. And that person said, uh -uh, I don't find my father. Because this person said, Do you know what is being said on social media, on Facebook? And the person said, I cannot find my father, my spiritual father on the social media. Because the social, the serpent is using, particularly the social media, here in the house of Twitter, to destroy the church of God, to destroy the people of God, to destroy the servants of God, to destroy the vision. But it cannot happen when now I've received the word. Anything that we hear, whether it is from social media or from the newspapers or whatever it is, against the servants of God and the people of God, rebuke it, don't just say, ah, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't cancel it. You have to say something that rebukes it. You have to say something that cancels it. You have to say something to undo what has been done. Are you hearing me, House of Judah? I'm teaching you practical application of prayer that works. When the enemy speaks through whoever, if it is the doctor, and the doctor says, Ah, the way you are sick, we think you are going to die in the next six months. Take that smile and that word. Begin to rebuke the word in your mind, in your spirit, man. And begin to say, In the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua, I shall, I shall not die. That's why I like that verse. In Psalm chapter 118, when the man of God David was in the deathbed, but he said, No, I shall not die because I'm out of the Jaffa. I shall not die. I like the other man of God who was told by the prophet, Could you're going to die now? And he went to the Bible, says he went to his war and he began to pray. And with the prayer, what he said in those words caused God to change. And the same, the same prophet, before he even left the house, the Bible says, he, the word came back and said, Go back and tell him, I have given him another 15. Power of the word in prayer. Things are saved by the enemy. Don't just laugh at them. Don't just say, I it's rubbish. Saying it's rubbish does not cancel the way. Words must be contradicted by words. Words must be undone by words. Someone who says you shall never be successful. Those are words. And you don't just smile at that and say, I will not pay my word. Because saying, I will not pay my word, does not change those words. Are you hearing me say, you have to then say, go and cry before God and say, someone has just said, I shall never be anybody. I shall never be anything. Somebody just opened their mouth to say, I shall be a failure for the rest of my life. How can I smile at that? I call before the Lord and I rebuke that word and I say, in the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua Hamashiach. I cancel every word. I cancel this word. I shall be somebody. I'm gonna rise up. COVID or no COVID, I'm gonna rise up. COVID or no COVID, I'm gonna be who God made me to be in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. I shall rise up with success. I shall rise up with good health. When you have said that, you have now canceled. You have now rebuked the enemy. Are you hearing me, house of Judah? Hear me, house of Judah. Hear me. Ah, Gabe, silence the speaking, the speaking serpent through your word of prayer. During this season and time of prayer convention, we call it prayer convention because we are supposed to be praying. 
the church is supposed to be praying. And if the Lord is giving me a simple trick, I've shared on this particular chapter before, but he's come with slightly different variations to say the church is missing out because they're just discussing what the enemy is saying, not rebuking the words, not contradicting them, not going against them. So the great, the enemy is trying as much as possible to destroy the vision and the visionary. That is his mission from day one. He always does that. He was doing the same thing in chapter 3. He was against the vision that God had put and given to his visionary Adam. He wanted to destroy the vision by saying something that contradicted the vision. People say things that contradict the vision. That's why it's important for you to know the vision. Know your vision. Know the vision. Know the vision giver. You need to know. That's why the Bible says, those that know their God shall do exploits. You are not giver, you are not giver. You need to know your God. You need to know your church. You need to know your vision. But when someone speaks against the vision, when someone says something that contradicts the vision, you'll be able to know that it's wrong and you rebuke it and you correct it in prayer using the right words that contradict what has been said. Are you with me? That is prayer that works. During this prayer convention time, from today you shall pray. You have heard things that have been said about the vision, about the visionary, and even about yourself, about your own family, about your children, about your business prospects, about your potential, the things that you hope for, the things that you dream about, the things that you want to achieve. People have said things about you like that, and you, 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 you need to learn from people that when you pray, you have the power, the authority, the right, in the name of the God, Yeshua Hamashiach, to undo them through prayer. You cannot just comment, but you have to pray. Use words that contradict and undo what has been said. Agape Oye, this is the message of the Lord to the church. It's a very straightforward message, very simple message. The Lord is saying the enemy is speaking. It's now time for the church of God, the real Agape, to silence the speaking serpent. To silence and rebuke the speaking serpent. How do you silence the speaking serpent? You silence the speaking serpent by speaking the speaking serpent. In other words, the whole point here is that the speaking serpent will not stop speaking because you have said something. But what you need to do is to make sure that you cancel and obliterate and undo and render ineffective the statements that will come from the enemy, the statements that have come from the enemy. Why? Because here in the house of Peter, the enemy is not dead. No one, no servant of God has been allowed or given the permission to kill the devil. That's an apple fire. Hallelujah. And I also thought I would have a good. But you know, when Sakura and Mashoko Ake, Aungaura is Satan, but no Rai Mashoko Ake, are you hearing me? You cannot kill the devil, but you can kill the words. So whenever you hear something, speak the word of God, preach spirit, pray in your spirit, pray in your home, pray in the car, wherever you are. When, when something comes you in your phone, you have a phone at dinner, these days things come through your phone. The enemy wants to use your phone to speak to you. The enemy wants to use your phone to speak against your own purpose, against your own plan, against even your own family, against your own husband and wife, your own children. The enemy will use your own phone to speak through your phone. The enemy will use someone you know. This is what happens. You talk to someone. They, they, they hear, we hear the, 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 the story of a simple conversation with 
asking the woman, the Bible says you are the woman. At that point, you realize that she didn't have the name Eve. She was just called the woman. If you read chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, Eve was not called Eve. She was just the woman, the man, the woman. God made male and female, woman, male and female. It is only after the conversation with the devil that she became Eve. And find out why she was called Eve at that time. Because she had spoken to the devil. The word Eve is the root cause, is the root of the word devil. That's where you get the word devil from. Within the word devil you have Eve. So, the Bible says from that day, the woman was called, is the Adam who then called her. He re-nicknamed, it's a nickname. He nicknamed her Eve because she spoke, she listened to the enemy. And but the woman in Agape, hashtag the real Agape, the man in Agape, hashtag the real Agape, will no longer from this day entertain word messages, statements that are coming from the enemy, statements that contradict the vision, statements that are against your purpose, statements that are against the vision, statements that are against the visionary. No longer would we just laugh about them or talk about them or dismiss them and I just dismiss that. No, don't just dismiss that anymore. Rebuke it in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. In the speak the opposite. Speak the right straight. And do what he has done. That's the only way for us to get breakthrough. This is the message of the Lord to the church. That the, the church is missing out on prayer. Missing out on what? Because we tend to hear what is being said. And we tend to just talk about it in general. To discuss. It's not for discussion. You have to use words. Words that is ubiquitous. Words that undo. To neutralize it. To completely become of no effect. Of, render the words of the enemy of no effect in your life. You hear me, church? But at the end of the day, it is the word of God that is paramount. It is the word of God that must remain. What God said to Adam is what must remain. The vision that you receive is what must remain. The vision of Agatha is what must remain. The vision that God has got for you as a person is what must remain in your mind and in your head. But every day the enemy is trying to bring something into your spirit, something that can cause you to believe that's not supposed to be a failure. Ah, you are supposed to be a failure. Ha, ha. Look at your father, he was like that. Look at your mother, she was like that. Look at your uncle, she was like that. That is the enemy speaking, not God. So when you hear the enemy speaking like that, I've even, even heard people saying, ah, it's a sickness that's run the family. They can say that. They can show you the evidence. I spoke to you the other day about another message. Except this is what's true. Remember. Whatever they can say, they can show you the evidence. It may look like or sound like it is true, but it's not the truth. The truth is, even if my father died of this sickness, and my mother died of this sickness, and my uncle died of the same sickness, but I shall not die of the same sickness. That's what you should do. That's what you should say. For it to be effective in your life, you must not just comment about it. You must pray and speak it, the truth, and say, I shall not die. It shall not happen to me. Are you hearing me? Say it with your own mouth. Say it with your own words. Speak the words of truth. Speak the words of life to yourself, to your business, to your family, to your, to your situation, to your vision, to the visionary, to your church. Speak the words of life because the enemy is speaking the words of death. And guess what? He will not stop speaking. If he's not going to stop speaking, why should you? 
Why should you stop speaking? If he's not going to be silent, why should the church be silent? The enemy is speaking words that are formative while the church is commenting. There's a difference between the spoken word and the commented and the commentary. Are you with me? There are people who say things, then there are people who comment. Don't comment anymore. Never say no more comment. Speak against it. Don't comment. This is what the Lord is saying to me that the enemy, the church of God is, is, is being torn apart because the people of God are busy commenting about what the devil is saying. The enemy is speaking and the church is commenting. But today you learn. No commentary. Pray. Speak against what the enemy is saying. The enemy is speaking from chapter 3. The second is speaking, but the Lord has given us the authority, the power. Hear me, house of Judah. He's telling me now, you need to understand, you need to know that when Jesus Christ is sure, Hamashiach said, all power and authority has been given to you. He's saying to you now, Morinda, whether you're male or female, no matter how young you are, as you apply this word, the moment you open your mouth to speak in the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua Hamashiach, that's why the Bible says, God gave us a name. God gave him, our Lord and our Savior, a name that is above every other name. But in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Yeshua Mashiach is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. So anything that has been said by the enemy is meant to be formative. And for you to destroy it, the church of God cannot destroy it by commenting about it. The church of God can win the battle by destroying it in a way that he speaks the word of God that contradicts what the enemy has said. That is the only way you can win the battle. Because the enemy will never take a breath. The enemy will never stop speaking. Even right now, as I'm speaking to you the truth of his word, the enemy is saying something on WhatsApp. By the time you have finished speaking, the enemy has possibly sent already five messages to your WhatsApp. The enemy is saying something already on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, or somewhere else. He's saying something about yourself, your church, your vision, your father, your spiritual father, your mother, your uncle, your, your people that matter to you. The enemy is speaking in many different ways. Hear me, house of Judah. From this day, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. But you cannot be someone with a lack of knowledge when you have a father who teaches you like this. Education for living. Hallelujah, Agape. Education for living. I will not continue. I will stop here. I want you to begin to apply the scripture right now. We are at a prayer convention. It's not a time. It's not a conference. I don't know how to continue preaching and preaching. I've shared the word and I believe you've read enough. You now understand why sometimes we've been struggling. The enemy is the Lord God Almighty. has shown me how the enemy is working. He is working against the church of God. Not just Agape for honest, but against the church in general. This is what he's doing. He's using the spoken word to destroy the vision and the visionaries. He's using the spoken word to destroy the people of God. And people are busy commenting. But the Lord said, no, the church which is praying must go on its knees, must raise your hands and begin to undo every word that has been said by the word of God, by speaking the truth. But at the end of the day, what remains is what God has said, not what the enemy has said. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Okay. So I want to ask you, it's prayer conversion time. I want to ask you to rise up with me right, right now.
for the next five minutes, let's pray together. You know what you've heard. So I can't why we went in the way Zako. So I got very phone yako. Whatever you heard with your own words, whatever you read on your own phone, that was the enemy speaking to you. Anything that you know was said against yourself, your moon. There are things that people said about you, yourself as an individual. Never mind the vision or the or whatever. I'm talking about you now. And from there, people have said things about you that you know contradict your own purpose. You've got your own vision. You've got the things that you want to achieve in your life. But people have spoken the opposite. And you've commented on such things, they are crazy. They are crazy, is not undoing. You begin to pray right now about those things and begin to speak yourself back into position. Speak yourself back into business success. Speak yourself back into academic success. Speak yourself back into health. Back into good health. Begin to speak. Begin to refuse to hear even what your body is telling you because your body can speak sometimes. The enemy can speak through your body. Begin to tell that body that ha ha no never can dance. That man did what you want You watching your mono brother swap you over, but nas which I which I write yet, no forest on a chess. Are you with me? That's the way you undo things through prayer. You speak the truth. So start with the personal, then you move into the vision. Because those two go together. Hallelujah. I'm asking you right now. To begin right now, to begin to God before the Lord, come with me. Begin to pray. Consider the things that is heard. The enemy has spoken about you personally. Then you begin to move from there. What you have heard the enemy saying about your vision, about your spiritual father, about the church that you so much love. Begin to undo them. Begin to cancel them. Begin to reverse them right now. This is prayer convention and let's go before the Lord as a church together. And the God is going to give us breakthrough like never before. While others pray, P-R-E, let the real agape pray right now. P-R-A-Y. Let us pray together. Are you with me, church? Are you praying with me now? Let's go before the Lord for five minutes. I'm done. I'm not going to preach anymore. The word is done. You begin to meditate on the word. Begin to meditate on this word. And begin to apply it now. Let us do reflective application of scripture. It's a prayer convention time. The church is supposed to be praying. Not preaching, not talking. I just said to give this teaching because I'm the one who carried the vision. God can only give the message to the church of God, to the one he gave, he gave the vision to. So this is the message God has given to me for the church adapted for all nations, international, because I'm the messenger of God to the church. The only messenger of God to the church. The real ones want to know what I'm saying. They want to know what the man of God is saying. The servant of God is saying, the one who was called by God, the visionary. That's why even if after speaking to the devil, to the Satan, she had to refer back to the vision of the Adam. At the end of the day, and it is only when they connected back with the Adam that things were sort of back into position and God began to put things in order. And you notice, I was trying to avoid that, but he has come back, that whenever the enemy speaks against the vision and the visionary, at the end of the day, there's always the finger of God coming with punishment. It doesn't just end there. Somewhere along the line, God will come and deal with the people who speak against his people, who, who cause the people to move away from the vision. They think they are successful, but somewhere along the line, the, the Almighty God will come and they pronounce judgment. Rests are coming. 
Let us pray, Agape. Are you hearing now? Vuramuro Mohako, John, this is the thing. I've just received it now. Let me share with you. The Lord said, this thing of silent prayer, and the Guna Madam Moyo. The Guna Madam Moyo, John, when it comes to prayer now, because Satan at our nature moyo can't just do a silent prayer, just say quietly. You know, you can only say quietly things when you receive them quietly because sometimes Satan whispers. So if it's a whisper, you can either verbalize it or you can shout it out. But if there's a moment for you to verbalize, to speak the words out, don't just whisper, don't just keep it in your heart. Open it. That's why if you can't, if the doctor says something to you and takes something about your health and you, out of respect, you can't really say to the doctor, ah, shut up, doctor, you don't know what you're talking about. But you can say it in your spirit at that point. But the moment you get home or the moment you get in your car or the moment you leave his office, begin to rebuke it, begin to cancel it with your mouth. Begin to open your mouth and say, I rebuke what the doctor said. I don't agree with that. I shall leave and I'm not going to die. Are you hearing me, Jen? You have to open your mouth. You have to. This is one other thing that the enemy has dealt with the church many, many years. And, you know, people, this idea of saying, close your eyes and just begin to receive the Christ in your mouth quietly, silently. They say, close your eyes, open, just, just begin to receive. When a child is born, if the child does not cry out, the child will not live. In other words, that crying out is the way the child is saying, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm going to live. If you don't open your mouth at the time of birth, if you say a prayer quietly, you will not live spiritually. That's why we have so many people who are still born. They are still born in the spirit because they were misled by the enemy saying, just make a silent prayer. You don't, you don't get born unless you open your mouth. You don't live as a child unless you open your mouth to cry. You have to say something. So the first word that comes out of the mouth of a child is a child is the ah, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm going to live. Ah, ah, I'm alive. I'm just like you guys. I can speak. I can live. Ah, ah. If the child doesn't do that, the child will die. So let's begin to pray. Open your mouth and begin to undo every word that you've heard. Concerning yourself, concerning your own family, your brother, your sister, your husband, whoever else that you care about, whatever the enemy said about them, right now is your opportunity to connect to undo it through prayer. The serpent is speaking, and it's your chance, your opportunity to rebuke the speaking serpent and undo what he said. Hallelujah. Begin to move them to the vision and to the church. Let us pray right now. I've said enough. Go before the Lord. Just pray with me for five minutes and I'm done. Go before the Lord. Just pray with me for five minutes and I'm done. Go before the Lord. Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach, I come before your throne of grace, O Father God. They said, Akape shall be dead. It shall not die. Your vision shall not die. The church of God shall not die. The vision of God that you gave to me in prayer is real and is alive. When you spoke to me through the cloud, it was real and it's real. No matter what the enemy can say, about that, that is not going to change because you appeared to me in the form of the cloud. You spoke to me through the cloud, and that's what you said. You said, I called you to be a father to my people, and a father to your people I shall be. In the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua, you said you called me to be a prophet to the nations, and 
that and to the families and to the individuals and the prophet to the families and to the individuals and the nation I shall be to the glory of God the Father in the mighty name of Jesus Yeshua Mashiach. It gives me a mission and a plan to carry the vision of Agape to release and to bring the family to bring true Agape and unconditional love to an unloving world throughout the world to share the message the gospel of Agape love and unconditional love to share this to every nation and to every individual who will listen and I'm going to do the best thing you said no one in Agape shall die before their time. And I speak it to you to give me that decree that no one in this vision shall just before their time. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua Mashiach. For everyone else who is speaking and rising up and claiming to be a Christian in this vision, he shall not hold, he shall not stand in the mighty name of the Lord. Because there is only one vision for each visionary. There's only one vision that we have according to according to the way. Father, I thank you that you gave us this beautiful vision of Agape. I thank you for the children you have given to me. I thank you for their success, Almighty Father. For you said to me, the children have given to you, they shall rise up with success. They shall be progressive, they shall be powerful, they shall be successful. They shall have learned, they shall be educated, they shall be successful, they shall have business. And I speak to you, they shall live long. Maria, but I speak to you, that the children have given to me, they shall have long life, they shall enjoy divine health. In the mighty name of the Lord, I speak your breakthrough, victory upon each and every one of them. And everything that has been said about them, and everything that has been said about the vision, and about the vision of myself in the vision, it is untrue, it is undone from today. In the mighty name of the Lord, I cancel it with power and with authority from heaven. I rebuke and I cancel every negative statement that the speaking serpent is spoken about myself, about the children of God in Agape, about the vision about your children, about each and everyone who is hearing me say, I speak and I cancel every negative statement that has been said in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. And I speak the power of God. I speak the word of God. I speak it into being that which you have said about the vision is what shall come to pass. In the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. What you have said about everyone who comes to the vision is what shall, shall come to pass. In the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach, I speak breakthrough, I speak victory, I speak life, and I speak long life. I speak divine health financially, divine health materially, divine health spiritually, divine health intellectually, divine health psychologically, divine health in every area of their life. For everyone who shall follow me is a father, for that is your calling upon my life. Moreva Kataha, you said, Whoever blesses you shall be blessed. Moreva, whoever curses you shall be cursed. Those are the words you spoke into my life. Almighty Father, and the children you have given to me, they shall prosper, they shall do well in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. And the vision of Agape shall flourish from nation to nation, from city to city, from village to village. Almighty Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach, I speak it in the thing. And the children you have given to me, they shall be prosperous, they shall have breakthrough, they shall have victory, they shall enjoy life even in the midst of the pandemic of COVID. Your children shall be protected. They shall live and live long. In the name of God the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Everything else you've said about the vision is I will go through it again in the book of vision dynamics. Is I will even go through it again in the book I believe. What we stand for, what we believe as you gave to us, it shall be so. 
because you spoke it yourself. Whatever you have said, Almighty Father, into the word, whatever you have said, Almighty Father, to me concerning the vision, it shall be unto us and unto me according to your word, Almighty Father, not according to the word of the enemy. Everything that you have said to me concerning me, concerning your people, concerning the church, concerning the vision, concerning the way you called me to be, it shall be unto us according to your word. Almighty God, Jehovah, Jehovah, El Shaddai, Yeshua Hamashem. Everything shall be unto us according to thy word, not according to the word of the enemy. No, no, no. In the name of the Lord, Yeshua Hamashem. Everything that you've spoken in our life, Almighty God, it shall be unto us according to thy word. Everything that you've spoken into my life, O oh God, it shall be unto me according to thy word, O oh Father. Everything that you've spoken in the life of those who are hearing me right now, everything that you've said about them for them, it shall be unto them according to your word. And I cancel and I undo and I cancel, and I reverse every statement, every negative statement that has been said by the enemy in their lives, for their lives, concerning their family, concerning themselves, concerning your church and your people in the mission. Every negative statement that has been said by the enemy, in fact, everything that has been said by the enemy, I cancel it and I do it with authority from heaven and I reverse it with power from heaven in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. Only that which the Lord Yeshua Mashiach, only that which Yahweh, the Almighty God, has said shall stand in the lives of your people. I decreed as your servant and a prophet to the nations, to the people. In the mighty name of the Lord, I decree as king and as a father by the authority of your calling. I decree, I am now sending a decree as king. The king has to send a decree. I'm releasing a decree into the church of God. A decree of victory. A decree of cancelling every negative thing that the enemy has said about your people this day. And I'm signing it, the decree through the blood of the Lamb, Yeshua HaMashiach, with authority from heaven, in the name of God the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, the decree is signed. Amen. God bless you, peace of God. God bless you, people of God. This is Apostle King Shokombishi signing off. Enjoy prayer convention and you continue to pray. I will be with you again sometime tomorrow.